G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A new book to talk about today called I Will Avenge. It's one of the quality offerings this year and is shortlisted for Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards. That's being announced very, very soon. I Will Avenge is written by author P. Howard Smith. The book is based on real events and weaves together fact and fiction to bring to life a shameful period of Australia's convict past. It's the confronting account of a woman who's caught up in and severely damaged by war and its aftermath. It's described as an historical drama, bringing to life little-known facts surrounding the Irish Rebellion of 1798, and its influence upon early colonial life in Australia. Author P. Howard Smith is joining us. And uh, let me just say a special welcome along to you, Peter. Yes, thanks very much, Neil. Peter, a lot of people will not even be familiar with the fact that there was something of a civil war going on at the end of the 18th century that actually was the catalyst for getting a lot of Irish people sent to Australia as convicts. Take us back into just a little bit of that history for a few moments. Yes, well, uh, the Irish, of course, have been um, struggling against the English domination ever since the time of Cromwell and probably before that. Um, And periodically there were these uh, uprisings that occurred um, and the one in 1798 was particularly significant as far as we're concerned um, because a lot of the the Irish um, who were taken into captivity eventually were sent out to the colony um, in New South Wales and and shaped ultimately a lot of the character of, um, you know, the again the government um, Australian um, type. Um, so, you know, I think there were very large numbers of, of Irish that ended up here. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, is a, it is part of history that we don't often you know, talk about or know much about. So, is it possible that something like a third of those convicts in the first decade or so may well have been Irish and as a result of that Irish rebellion? Yes, uh, those are the numbers, and it's interesting that um, some of the Irish leaders in Australia who eventually um, fomented rebellion over here as well were actually leaders in rebellion in in Ireland. Um, And so I picked that up in my book. I I talk about their role in the uh, rebellion in Ireland, and uh, I follow through to what happened um, over here. But I researched this extremely um, thoroughly. So um, historical parts of this book are um, very, very accurate. Most of us um, who are Australian will know something about the uh, Eureka Stockade. I think many of us who are older probably cut our teeth on the black and white chips rapidly um, film of the Eureka Stockade, but not too many people um, know about um, the the revolt in, in Sydney. 
So your book is called I Will Avenge, and it takes us into this because it's a novel, but it's a novel that has the the connections between the facts, and of course you've interwoven that into a story around a woman. Yes, my heroine is a, is a, a young woman called Maggie, who's just the daughter of simple Irish uh, crafters. Um, the book opens with a battle, it's called the Battle of Vinegar Hill, which is, um, took place just outside Enniscorthy in County Wexford. Um, she falls into enemy hands at that time, she escapes, um, she rejoins the war, she's, she's captured again, um, and she suffers all that you would expect that uh, an Irish girl would, would suffer in a dirty war like that. Um, so she's consumed with uh, with hatred and the lust for revenge, and certainly takes um, revenge. And by the time she's transported to uh, the colony, she's certainly got blood on her hands. Um, but during the voyage, she meets a Christian um, officer, and she's given a Bible. Now she's a Catholic girl; she's only ever heard you know scripture in Latin. Um, but she begins to re- um, read it in the six-month journey out, and uh, ultimately she becomes a Christian. So the girl who fought for freedom and only achieves bondage um, finally finds uh, freedom in Christ, and that's a freedom that can't be taken away. And when she uh, arrives here, she finds that the Irish in Australia are fomenting um, rebellion here as well, and the book um, culminates in the, the revolt at Castle Hill, um, which is sometimes referred to as the um, the Second Battle of, of Vinegar Hill. And so you describe this as a sad early history of white settlement. So arriving in Australia as someone who's coming from the Irish, and uh, as we say, that perhaps even a third of those convicts uh, coming from the uh, even battle-hardened uh, idea of being part of civil war, those sorts of things translate into Australian society. How have you described that early settlement, early history here in Australia, made up of all of these Irish who were coming from that background? Well, it's an interesting mix if you look at the history of the, of the early colony because um, being so far away from you know what you would call civilization, there had to be a degree of um, of cooperation, um, and so this delicate balance is, is all the time being played out between you know the establishment, um, you know those who are in authority, um, and even there there's a delicate balance because um, as most of us are probably aware, there was what what we call the Rum Rebellion at one stage where the the army corps and the governors were in conflict with each other, so. This balance is there, and um, it's it's also there with the con- with the convicts from Ireland. Um, but it's it, it seems to be stable until um, the leaders from the the battle uh, in Enniscorthy in Ireland arrive over here. And once they arrive over here, then they start to um, you know provoke dissatisfaction, and they start to play the religious card. Um, and the old, um, you know, cat cry, uh, liberty or death, starts to become something, um, you know, that is talked about amongst the, the Irish convicts. So um, it culminates when they decide that they want to sail back to, to Ireland or sail to America where they're going to be far more free in their mind than they are here. 
Um, and, and so that's the idea behind the, the revolt, um, which unfortunately is an absolute disaster, just like the one was in, um, in Ireland. So you have the brutality of war back in England and uh, the Irish being sent to Australia as convicts. Uh, the other dimension, of course, and your heroine, uh, this woman who's the main character of your story, she receives a Bible on the way, and for the first time she seems to understand something about the deeper Christian conviction that can come when you're not just exposed to a Latin Mass. And so your story begins to develop and culminates in a really powerful way of uh, demonstrating forgiveness. How does that all work out in your book? Well, I, I think she, um, what, what happens with her, and she's obviously fictional, so what happens with her is what I, I say happens with her, but as I said, she, she's got blood on her hands. Um, she's taken revenge before she's actually captured the second time and transported um, to Australia. So um, she sees a lot of evil on, on the voyage out as well. So she, she's faced with, you know, the, just the, you know, the evil of humanity or the potential, you know, evil um, in everything that she's seen in the past, but she's still seeing it on, on the transport. Um, but she's also carrying a lot of guilt. And it's in meeting this Christian officer um, who actually saves her life that she starts to see there's a difference, you know, between people who who say they're church people, they're Christians, and somebody who really does um, demonstrate the love of Christ. And, and this, this fellow certainly does do that. Um, so it's, it's really in seeing it lived, um, and that sort of uh, provokes a curiosity and she starts to, um, to read the Bible in her own private time. Fortunately, she can read, um, unlike like many of them, I suppose, but... Um, she starts to find out that there's life in Christ. Um, it's not just life in religion. It's not just life in the church. It's life in Christ. And, and that's the thing that she wrestles with and the difference that she finds. No doubt there'll be listeners uh, who won't be able to wait to get a hold of your book because there's a different dimension that you might be used to hearing on Australia's early colonial history, right back to the Irish Rebellion of 1798 and a story of the brutality of war and these other dimensions like forgiveness and those ways to overcome that legacy that comes from war of hatred and revenge. The book is by author P. Howard Smith and it's published by Morning Star. And to get a hold of I Will Avenge, simply Google the publisher, Morningstar Publishing, or you can go through Kurong, get a hold of it. But if you remember the name of the author, P. Howard Smith, and the book is called I Will Avenge. Uh, Peter, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts. And, of course, you are nominated uh, as one of the top 10 nominees uh, for this year's Australian Christian Book of the Year. And so all the best as the judgment is made and uh, hope to see your name on the uh, on the top of the bill. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.